He depends on it. Sean Hannity. New, new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. Another huge loss for the president on the issue of executive amnesty. You have a federal appeals court uphold the in- an injunction by a Texas judge against the president's new deportation and a ruling that marks the second major legal setback for the administration. Jamie Dupree, how was your holiday? I hope good. Excellent, Sean. How about yours? Very good, sir. Yeah, no, this is a big deal. I mean, obviously, look, we're still not on the merits of whether or not the president's actions are legit or not. We're just fighting over skirmishing over the the early stuff. But what this basically does is it says, no, you cannot go ahead and implement the executive actions while the separate lawsuit is ongoing from the states that have challenged the president on this. So, again, this is the administration wanted to lift the injunction and allow to allow it to go forward to implement the actions of the president. This appeals court panel, the Fifth Circuit in New Orleans, two to one vote saying, no, 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 that injunction will stay in place. So now two options for the Justice Department and the Obama administration. One, they can appeal this to the full Fifth Circuit to have an on-bank hearing or you could take this directly to the U.S. Supreme Court. And so, you know, what, what, we're over three months now since the plan was put on hold, and I think it's legitimate to sort of wonder, well, how long is this going to take? I just got a comment emailed to me by a, a, a legal expert, law professor at Cornell University, and he says, and I think this is correct, the true test will be on the merits of, this, of the case. But then he says, quote, that could be a few years down the road after a trial. You know, so it may well be that this is not wrapped up until after the Obama administration is done, the lights are turned off and they've moved on. So, you know, we'll have to see where we stand. But for now, yesterday, I, I, this is a victory for let's, the state. Let's go to the foundation of this executive order, though, because the president, and I played this for our audience before, and I think you've heard it before, said so many different times, over 20 times, that he doesn't have the authority to do this before he ultimately did it. Please use your executive order. To halt deportations for all 11.5 undocumented immigrants in this country right now. What we're we agree that we need to pass immigration reform at the same time. We, you have a power to de- stop deportation for all undocumented. Actually, I don't, and that's why we're here. I need your- yeah. Here's the problem that I have, uh, Jose, and I've said this consistently. Um, my job in the executive branch is supposed to be to carry out the laws that are passed. Uh, Congress uh, has said, here's the law when it comes to those who are undocumented, and they allocate a whole bunch of money for enforcement. It's something that I've struggled with uh, throughout my presidency. The problem is, is that um, you know, I'm the President of the United States. I'm not uh, uh, the Emperor of the United States. Uh, my job is to execute laws that are passed, and Congress right now has not changed what I consider to be a broken immigration system. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, is that we have certain obligations to enforce the laws that are in place, even if we think that in many cases the results may be tragic. Now what you need to know when I'm speaking as President of the United States and I come to this community is that if in fact I could solve all these problems without passing laws in Congress, then I would do so. But we're also a nation of laws, that's part of our tradition. And so the easy way out is to try to yell and pretend like I can do something by violating our laws. And what I'm proposing is the harder path, which is to use our democratic processes to achieve the same goal that you want to achieve. But it won't be as easy as just shouting. It requires us lobbying and getting it done. Uh, But if we start broadening that, then essentially I would be ignoring uh, the law uh, in a way that uh, I think would be very difficult to defend legally. So that's not an option. Uh, And and I do uh, get a little worried that 
uh, you know, advocates of immigration reform uh, start losing heart and immediately thinking, well, uh, you know, somehow there's a, an out here. If Congress doesn't act, we'll, we'll just have the president sign something and, and, and that'll take care of it and we won't have to worry about it. What I've said is, is that there's a path to get this done and that's through Congress. And right. we've kind of stretched uh, our administrative flexibility as much as we can. And that's why making sure that we get comprehensive immigration reform done is so important. Uh, it is going to require work. It is not simply a matter of us just saying we're going to violate the law. That's not our tradition. Could he be any more clear? You know, it's interesting because the lower court judge referenced some of those statements by the president. Uh, they were not referenced in today's ruling by the court's majority, though the one judge uh, who was in the minority today uh, said that uh, they should not be relied on for anything. But the bottom line is this. Uh, the, it's a setback, a defeat today for the Obama administration. This is not on the merits of the case. That still has to be dealt with. I think the last I saw was they were looking at maybe a hearing in July on that before the Fifth Circuit. And so at this point in time, the Obama administration has to make a decision. Do they still try to lift this injunction by going before the full Fifth Circuit in New Orleans, or do they take this to the U.S. So when you go court? to the lower court ruling, the original ruling, um, it, 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 you cannot argue that the president's statements, that by his own words, he doesn't think he has the authority to do it, and he did it anyway. I mean, that to me is a huge problem for them legally going forward i don't care if they if they want to try or attempt to get the supreme court to weigh in on this i don't think it's going to come out in their favor i wouldn't even think I, i've got to believe that even some of the liberal justices would would vote against this uh, he's not going to win in the fifth circuit so it's basically over and then when you get to the merits of it then i i think you got to argue that his own words are going to come back to haunt him. I'm sure they'll be brought up, absolutely, by uh, the states, especially as no. they uh, pursue this. Uh, at this point in time, no timeline for when uh, we'll see something next on immigration. But obviously, a big setback for the administration today. Let me ask you about, we've had a lot of violence this weekend in Baltimore, 29 shootings, 9 homicides. Um, we had uh, other shootings take place. By the way, that was the deadliest month in 16 years in Baltimore. You had a New Orleans cop executed while sitting in his police car. In Chicago, 12 residents were killed, 49 wounded in Memorial Day weekend violence, and a New Mexico shot, uh, cop was shot and killed last night. Um, did the president mention any of this today? Uh, no, he uh, t he talked about mainly, he had a meeting today with the NATO Secretary General that was focused uh, a lot on Ukraine and Russia, and then he gave a statement to the press that focused as well on the NSA surveillance issue, as the White House and the president today basically demanded that the Senate do something in the next few days on this terrorism surveillance issue. I don't know if you've gotten into this at all today. The Senate worked until about 1.30 in the morning on Saturday, but was unable to come to any agreement and move forward on the issue of terrorism surveillance. Next Sunday night, we have three different provisions of terrorism surveillance law that expire. Mm -hmm. One is the Section 215 thing, that uh, the collection of bulk phone records that's involved there and has created a big firestorm since Edward Snowden leaked that. Rand Paul, of course, there was a lot that he talked about last week in his extended speech on the floor. And then two other provisions, one on roving wiretaps, one on lone wolf terrorists and the surveillance of them. Those three things expire next Sunday, and the president today focused on that, urging the Senate to accept a bill that has already received a big bipartisan partisan vote in the House known as the USA Freedom Act that would do away with the bulk collection of records and make some other changes on terrorism surveillance laws. I mean, that thing got 338 votes in the House and it got 57 on Saturday mm -hmm. night in the Senate, but they needed 60 to push that through. So that was the big focus today of the White House, uh, uh, down at the White House, both did by you, the president and Josh Earnest. Did you hear the story that just broke about the, the IRS and thieves used an online service provided by the IRS to gain access to information of more than 100,000 taxpayers. In other words, the IRS has been hacked. 
And yeah. that's, uh, while we're speaking right now, evidently the IRS commissioner, John Koskinen, is briefing reporters on this. The, the IRS says that the thieves used a system called Get Transcript. I think it's something that you can yeah. go in and get, and that you then get past a security screen where you have to know the taxpayer um, information like a social security number, date of birth, your street address, and more, and that they have been able to get in there and get information about 100,000 taxpayers. So, yeah, what's the worst nightmare of all for the IRS? It's not just having your identity stolen, but it's it's the hackers getting into the IRS system. And I'll guarantee you, this one is going to get a lot more attention from the Congress. Yeah, I think indeed. I mean, who knows if it's just 100,000 by the time well, all, sure. all is said and done. You know, um, we've been talking a lot. You know, I've been very critical of Republicans. Um, I think what happened uh, in the Senate as it relates to this 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 TPP bill, uh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership the Agreement, thing, yeah. um, has angered a lot of people. And most of it has to do with the, ba- the fact that we're back to, like, Nancy Pelosi being the leader. You have to pass a bill to find out what's in it. It would require, you know, th- now you have Joe Manchin, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, we have Congressman Duncan, who also wanted full transparency. Uh, they wanted the people in the Congress to have 60 days to review it. If anybody wanted to see this bill, they had to literally go over to where the bill was, and they couldn't even take pictures of it. They would just be able to take contempor- contemporary uh, note- contemporaneous notes on it. And um, even Orrin Hatch you know, said, you know, that he hadn't even read the bill. And yet they well, passed it's not a bill. This is well, the, the, the actual trade agreement the trade that's agreement. being negotiated between the U.S. and these right, Asian Right, but the Senate nations. voted but 62 to 38 to end debate on the bill, which gained 60 votes needed to proceed, which was a victory for the president, and he got all these Republicans to support him. Well, I think because the Republicans agree with the president, I, I think if there were a Republican in the White House, they would be voting the same way. Okay, but because the, they argue that uh, the trade deal but, will help promote jobs in, in did, the U.S. Did the Republicans say that they would be transparent? Did the president say he'd be transparent? Um, no, but I'm, I'm just saying that this this kind of authority and this way that it's been done has been done before. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's been done both by Democrats and Republicans before, where they keep the lid on the deal until the last minute and then spring it on everybody and have a straight up or down vote on it in the Congress. Now, Joe Manchin said that if the bill is as good for the American worker as proponents have claimed, then the administration and anybody else should not find it objectionable to see the details before Congress is forced to grant the president trade promotion authority. I agree with him. Yeah, um, uh, there, you know, there's a group of more liberal Democrats, a few like Manchin in the middle, and then a group of more conservative Republicans who are arguing for the full disclosure of that agreement. We'll have a vote maybe on that trade bill sometime. It could be as early as next week in the House of Representatives. And, you know, there's a lot of talk up here that it's going to be a very close vote. I don't know. We'll see. There's obviously a lot of Democrats who don't like this deal. They think that uh, the trade agreement will cost jobs here at home. So they're against it on that front. Uh, there's a number of Republicans who are supportive uh, because they want to. Uh, they argue it will expand jobs and economic growth. But then you do have some within the Republican Party who fear that there will be something stuffed in here that they don't know about that they'll be forced to vote on just up or down, and they won't be allowed to amend. You know the total complete disrespect of Ameri- the American people and the American voters is staggering by both parties. That's how I look at it because both of them have promised transparency. And yet all of this now is being done in secret. Anyway, do you have anything uh, happening in terms of 2016 news? We have Hillary Clinton's emails that were released. Very interesting. This never happens on a Friday before a holiday. 
I know it was funny that I actually told some of my stations Friday morning when we were talking what might happen before the memorial. I said, well, maybe they'll release Hillary Clinton's emails. And then they did. Uh, those just on the Benghazi thing. I, I We haven't seen a schedule as yet from the State Department as to when we will get more emails. One lawmaker who read the unredacted version of them said, uh, told me that he said what they'd really like to see still is a lot more of the back and forth amongst the top officials and aides at the State Department. The State Department has not evidently turned over many of those as yet. All right. Anything else we're missing today? And what can we expect this week? Uh, well, uh, lawmakers are gone. So, you know, we talked earlier about that NSA surveillance issue. For them to get something done, the Senate's going to come back on Sunday. So this is a break week this week for the House and the Senate. I think uh, tomorrow the president goes down to Miami. He's going to have two fundraisers down in South Florida on uh, Wednesday and then he'll be at the Hurricane Center on Thursday. And I think Hillary Clinton and him will both be in the Miami area at the same time on Thursday. I don't know if they're going to plan any kind of meeting or they'll just sort of pass each other in South Florida. Unbelievable. All right, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. See you, Sean. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Hey, over the years, all of us like to upgrade on so many things. You upgrade, you get a better car. You upgrade, you get a better phone. You upgrade, you get a better TV. When was, and don't laugh, when's the last time you upgraded your underwear, your undergarments? I like t-shirts to work out in, and I have found the best, most comfortable, breathable fabric with innovative design from Tommy John. I mean, for example, the legs never ride up, the waistband never rolls down, their patented quick draw fly, by the way, helps you go faster. It's really good if you're at a hockey game. Um, but no kidding around. Tommy John keeps you two to three times cooler. It lasts four to five times longer than those budget brands you get. And whether you're, you know, stumping for a candidate, working in the oil fields, driving to the office, Tommy John wants you to be cool and comfortable doing it. Now, here's the deal. They're so confident that you're going to love their T-shirts, underwear, etc., if you're not satisfied for any reason, they're going to issue you a full refund on your first pair. No questions asked. Now, all you need to do is go to TommyJohn.com right now. Use the promo code uh, Hannity. You get 20% off your first order. Now, you can also find them in Nordstrom's and other big uh, department stores. That's TommyJohn.com. There is such a big difference. It's unbelievable. TommyJohn.com. Promo code Hannity. You get 20 extra percent off. TommyJohn.com. It's the best you've ever had. We'll continue. Backroom deals and party politics. So is Sean. He gets the answers you need on the road to 2016. This is the Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 and AM 750. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.